there. This is the Sick With Boys podcast. You're in the woods. You're far from home. You have a cabin, some land. You you know how to do livestock now. You know how to get more forests or less forested areas or what to do with your forested land. Now, let's talk about gardening. Gardening is practiced on many homesteads and in many backyards and urban communities. It could be as simple as growing po- potatoes and grow up bags or a or when you're mass scale producing with commercial farmers like growing thousands of acres of corn, soybeans, and hay. But today we're talking about homestead gardening. So this is for up to one to four or five people to feed off of for the for the for for the uh, the winter. So when you store, you have to have a good a good amount, or there's no point to really grow a small amount. So with homestead growing, you probably are talking about some raised beds, some deep mulch methods. So with that, you won't have a lot of weeds, and you can grow a lot, and it doesn't take a lot of effort to do so, especially when you don't have a lot of technology to help you, or fertilizers, or chemicals. But that being said, some types of um, produce that they can grow while homesteading is carrots, potatoes, cucumbers, zucchinis, carrots. Said carrots already. Oh, sorry. Well, you can also beans. grow tomatoes, peppers. Some some types do, of beans. You could do yeah, beans. That's pretty good. You could also do things like squash, gourds, watermelons, and you could also do beets, turnips, radishes. Yes, but both again with homesteading, what I like to add to that is 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 being as conservative as possible, being able to make the most amount of what you have. So that uh, that would include, um, so you got, so if you have a nice little. 12 by 12 plot of land cleared that would include trying to grow as much as you can with as little amount of resources so you could connect like let's say your shower you could connect that water out to your out to your plants and and piping just to water your garden and you could also Take all the rainwater you catch from your roof, put that into storage tanks to help water your garden. Yeah, and then with that, if you're in a dry climate like you was, I'm trying to say, you can um, also get a lot of water out of your your buildings. So when you get a heavy rain, try to collect as much water as you can in big tubs or bins and store it when there is a drier season for that crop. And if you are in a drier climate, you may want to think about plants that are more um, heat tolerant and drought tolerant because not all, all plants thrive. Or maybe you want to think about maybe not planting in the dead of summer, maybe planting er, early spring crops or late fall crops. And then also what you could do is you could have little miniature greenhouses where you can continue to grow things throughout the year, including in like the deep snow winter. Uh, basically, what a little greenhouse is is basically what it is. It's just a little tunnel that's connected right down to the ground with piping and 
some plastic and some plastic sheeting and it will collect all of the earth's warmth to keep all of your plants plants warm as possible and the sun even though it may be weaker in the winter will be amplified by the plastic screening when it gets down to your plants to heat up that area mm -hmm. and then also what you could do is you could pair your garden with something else like let's say maybe you're not growing and you just finished and you just say so you're just done then you could turn out your chickens i could scratch it all up eat all the weeds and till the, and just fertilize it mix up all the layers you have put on it such as maybe compost dead greenery mulch mulch yeah it'll just it'll just it'll just turn up all the soil mm -hmm. and make sure it's less compacted and what you could, and then it'll fertilize it at the same time mm -hmm. and with that ducks and rabbits are also a really good choice because ducks unlike chickens they'll go around when your stuff is up they won't totally kill it but they'll go around eat bugs and slugs that would otherwise harm your crop and and slowly and feed on some of your crop but you also get eggs and possibly meat it if you wanted to out of them just picking around and eating what they want rabbits also can be fertilized rabbits can also fertilize your soil because unlike any other manure rabbits compost can be added directly to the soil and doesn't need any time to compost or age or whatever other types of manure need to do. So, I mean, because we all know rabbits would eat your greenery, rabbits wouldn't do a whole lot for it besides their manure. It's really good and beneficial to the soil and it'll make your plants grow tenfold with all the added nutrients. Mm -hmm. So with your garden, so if you have a small group of chickens or ducks or even some rabbits you put on there after, or rabbit poop, you put on there after everything is done and grown or before that to further prep the bread. Yeah. Beds. To, to prep the beds for your growing season. Or right when it is on and your prime time growing whatever you can possible. Mm -hmm. So there are several things to think about when you're growing your crop. What are you going to grow? What do you really need to grow? What is it for? And, ha and how can it be pro productive? Or what would be the easiest way to do that also what are the pros and cons to growing it what are its requirements such as heat tolerance cold tolerance and also your soil because some plants do grow better in other types of soil like clay, than others like clay-based soil or sand soil there's also loam which loam is honestly just a good mix of all types of soil and that is the best one to use but if you're adding compost, mulch, fertilizer that you are that you can just put back right onto your plants and the soil that they're growing on can really help your plants grow a lot quicker a lot and make a lot better tasting mm -hmm. fruit and vegetables because over the over the course of the summer We've had some beans, some regular green bean crop. We planted it in what, probably early 
April? Yep, April. April. Harvested about two, no, about two and a half to three months later. And it wasn't a very big plot, but we probably about got 40 plus pounds of green beans from that small plot. And we didn't really have to do a lot of work. All we did was apply some mulch, some fertilizer, till then, wait for, wait for a cloudy, overcast week, and then plant. And then throughout that, we also would give the plants some more nutrient fertilizers, and we would constantly water them whenever we had the chance to. Mm-hmm. We also weed whenever we had the chance to, because if you don't weed, then all those, it doesn't matter how many nutrients you put on there, it'll just be feeding and growing your weeds and the only thing weeds are doing for you is just taking up space and diluting all of the stuff you're trying to do from for your crops just down to the weeds yeah. and if you put on too much or access then all of those weeds will, will be like sweet a great plants a, a great place to grow and they'll just shoot up and it'll be hard to you can, can control them but if you apply sparingly and with the right um, methods, then you can easily do that and not um, make weeds grow really well in your garden. And then water um, management is really important because one of the majoring, majoring, uh, major water intakes is farming. A, a lot of a lot of well, Water is required in farming, from watering crops to water, to watering animals to washing to cleaning to doing a lot of farm work. Yeah, but yeah, because actually, if because I it wouldn't you'd have to it'd be really crazy, but for actual homesteaders, small people growing gardens, it's not too bad if you. Overdo it a little bit on your fertilizers, but with, but but with people, mass producers, farmers that have like, hundred acres plus of their, putting fertilizer on, let's say you get a nice big heavy rain, all that fertilizer will get swept into, your waterways and streams, and it'll just totally just destroy and change that ecosystem. So it's always good to try to work as much as you can with your land. And be as sustainable as you can, being as healthy as you can, maintaining as much of the land as you can, while living off of it. Mm-hmm. There's a certain there's a certain check and balance you have to do with that. You can't overly take, but at the same time, if you give too much, it'll just throw it throw the whole ecosystem you're at just out of whack. So, I think that's gonna do it for us. This is, yeah, this is the Sickle Boys podcast. We'll see you next week on our podcast. See you later, boys.